Charles and JR in the building. What's up? What's up, everyone? Ah, we are glad to be here once again with a spanking brand new episode. Um, first of all, before we start, right? Um, if you have not subscribed, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. It is totally free. For those of you who have subscri- subscribed, thank you very much. Your uh, support is very much appreciate it. Um, like the video, share with your friends, blah, 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 algorithm. You know, <laughs> if you are listening to us in a podcast platform, I also ask you, please follow the podcast. Drop us a review. Drop us a couple of stars if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, comments. I don't, I, I don't know if Spotify you can. I know you can follow. I don't know if you can review and whatever. But if you can, please do so. If you are listening to us on iHeartRadio, you can also follow. Just follow, 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 and follow and share. All right. Um, social media. Trying to get this all out the way now before we get into our conversations. Social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The Grim Fix Podcast. And we also would like to remind you, if you have a story you want us to read and discuss in the show, you want to be one of our uh, stars on the show, one of the topic people. Drop us your story. Send us an email at thegrimfixpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a story. If you if you want to be anonymous, you can just write it. Please don't mention my name. We won't. And let us hear your story. If it's a, I don't know, a true crime story, murder mystery story, if it's a paranormal story. If it's a cryptic creature story, um, yeah, stuff like that. We want to hear all about it. And we'll... anything weird, yeah, anything. Or if you shat yourself, or if you shat yourself, or if your balls are showing. <laughs> we want to hear about it. We want to discuss it. Anything weird? Yes. Listen, I found myself watching videos on <laughs> Bigfoot. Sasquatch. Bigfoot. Yeah, I found uh so okay. Saturday was a day that I was <laughs> here. I my wife was going out, she was uh driving to a friend's house, and uh my son had plans, so I was just here and the just me and the dogs. So I was debating what do I want to do? I was thinking of maybe hitting the mall with some friends. Then they had stuff to do. So anyway, it just ended up being me. I go down this rabbit hole, first of all, watching commercials. Commercials? I don't know. I don't remember. Is it retro? Yes, that's why. So I don't remember what it was that I saw or heard, something my wife mentioned, something triggered me to start searching for 80s commercials. 
<laughs> I've seen oh, myself wow. do that many a time. Holy shit. Like, I found this channel. I don't remember the name right now. This channel has <laughs> over 900 volumes of video really? compilations of 80s commercials. Where was yeah. this at? In YouTube. Oh, okay, YouTube. Okay. I'm telling you, I shit you not. I probably watched for like an hour before taking my wife out. Took her to her destination, came back, sat down, and I, I think I watched for like another two hours just watching commercials. I could, I could bet you that the beef was in there. Not yet. I haven't got there. That's why. So it's like I'm on volume 25, oh, I think now. They're about some of them are 10 minutes long, the compilation, some are 15, whatever, 20 minutes. And it's just a bunch. A lot of these commercials I don't remember because it's probably like early, early 80s. I was, you know, probably a newborn. Yeah, but I they was still one must, year old. You still must have seen them later on. But some of them I did see. I I really enjoyed. Oh, okay. So what triggered it was we were talking about <laughs> randomly. We were talking about, I think, like how, you know, back then commercials, most of them gave you a message, right? Like yeah. I remember coming home from school and you had at three o'clock, you had cartoons and they would play these commercials from the Church of Jesus of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> right. They still give them. So that's that's how the conversation started. And and I was like, yeah, I remember like I remember one that it was about lying. And the song was like, if you tell one lie, it leads to another. You tell two lies, something like that, right? So that's the commercial I was looking for. So forget it. I sat down and I watched this whole time. I didn't see it, but I haven't gotten there yet. But I saw commercials. Oh, please, please. I don't know if you so, guys see that one. Not yet. I haven't seen Ovaltine. I saw a bunch oh of a bunch of like Coke and Pepsi commercials. Yeah, there were so many. They really like wanted I, you to drink soda. Like I told my wife, I was like, you see how these commercials, they work psychologically because I, I kid you not, like by the end, I was dying to drink like a cold Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, hey, go for a Pepsi now. So I saw those like the McDonald's commercials, like wow, uh, the McDLT, remember that? Oh, yes. Damn. Um, I saw Teddy Ruxpin commercials. Oh. Um, let me see what else. Ninja Turtles. Did you see Ninja, Ninja Turtles? See the Ninja Turtles came later on in the late eighties. The nineties. Yeah. Okay. Did you so, see the commercial where um the Pepsi commercial where? Alfonso Ribeiro dances like Michael Jackson. Yeah, with Michael Jackson. Yeah, they, 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 yes. They put that one. I saw commercials of like Epcot Center when one of the rides was themed oh. on Michael Jackson, which that's not there anymore. Um, uh, I'm telling you, it was a bunch of mm. shit. I did see a commercial. Funny thing that I was telling my wife. We, I mean, we have these random conversations. And one of our conversations was about how, you know, we, we buy our kids, right? What we never had. That's what everybody says. So I remember there was this one toy that I wanted and I never got. And it was a race car. 
It was a remote control race car, RC. It had like super speed and whatnot. And and I remember when, when my son was little, I ended up buying him something sim- like e- an even better version of it. Mm-hmm. So we saw that the Sega commercial when the Sega first came out. Oh, yeah. Like the Nintendo. Nintendo, when it first came out, I saw that commercial. I was like, wow, man. Like, yeah, with the, with the little robot. So I there was these ridiculous. two systems I've never heard of. I, damn, I meant to write down the names. I was like, I've never heard of that. One of them was Calico like a sort Vision? of... No, it wasn't ColecoVision. I saw the Atari commercial. I don't remember. It was a weird name. You got I've me never wondering. seen that before. And then there was another one that you connected to the TV that it was sort of like... You guys ever seen a leap pad? Yeah. For yes. kids? You know, it's like a learning... Yes. So it was something like that, but it wasn't a leap pad. Anyway, was it a was it a like a robot, little robot? No, no, like no. A... That one it was like it looked like a like <clears throat> like this keyboard, like this, and then you just connected it to the TV and you like did stuff on it. And because I had uh, a similar thing when I was a kid, it was called Socrates, I think it was. Socrates, yes, 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 yes. That's one uh, of them. Yes. Socrates, yeah. Socrates. It's a, it's a, this is a little robot. The little um, it looks like Wally. Holy oh, shit! Yeah, Wally. I remember that. That was when I was like, oh shit, Socrates. <laughs> that was like, one of them. Yeah. And then there's another one. Yo, right now I I I'm totally lost. I never heard of it. That's what I'm saying. I, I never, never heard of that. I never wow. heard of that. I was like, oh shit. Really- Hey, oh, and I had Charles. a I had a talk one for play. Charles for having something from the retro, <laughs> All right. and a talk and play. I think I still have it somewhere. Oh, it's that's a, a little toy where you just put in the letters and it would read it. It had like a, you could put a cassette and it had stories and you had to interact with them. It had like four buttons. Oh yeah, okay. A red one, a blue one, a yellow one, and a green one. I think. Yeah, I know which one it is. I remember my yeah. little brother had um. Casey, you remember that? Who? It was a robot. It was called Casey, and you put a cassette. And then yeah, the screen, he also had the Teddy Ruxpin. mouth would move. Yeah, he had the Teddy Ruxpin and the Grubby. But um, I remember the Casey, and then we discovered, oh shit! If you put music cassettes in it, the mouth moved according to the music, yeah. and that was like holy shit! That's so high tech. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, man, it was just a bunch of cool stuff. I was like, wow, you see, like, like even like McDonald's commercials had like, like a message to it. And I mean, we we don't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, but but where do we get to the Sasquatch point? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So <laughs> after that, after I'm like watching commercials and commercials and commercials and commercials, I started getting a little sleepy. I was like, let me change this. So I'm looking for ideas for the podcast. And I was like, okay, you know, got to find some other stuff. I'm looking for like paranormal shit. Um, This video, I remember the other day, last week, in the beginning of last week, some report came out. I didn't look it up because I didn't. But I remembered a, a, a report came out that someone has one of the closest videos of a uh, Bigfoot that they recently right. discovered in a camping trip. Well, what year came out? For what year is the video? I you think it know? was this year. That's what I'm saying. It was like recent. Oh. This like just happened. Oh, wow. So I, I thought of that. 
And I was like, okay, but instead of looking it up, no, I'm like on my TV with the remote. And I was like, let me put YouTube. So I just put Bigfoot. And I just started watching. I, I never saw which video they were talking about. So I just, again, you go down this rabbit hole. And I just started watching this, these, this video. It was long. It was like half an hour long. It was like a vlog type video. He goes camping with his friend and you're like watching everything they're going through and how they're traveling through Nebraska. And they go to this, um, this Bigfoot museum that they have where they have like footprints and stuff like that and cast and like these rinky dink posters. And they have posters of, of, of the classic video of the Bigfoot, which they say that it was a man in a suit. Yeah, that's the one that's from afar. You see him walking. Yeah, you see him walking like like he's going yeah. somewhere, like in a rush. So they have like a poster <laughs> of that. And then they have like uh articles of like alien sightings and stuff like that, of campers and hikers. So um yeah. So I just started watching that video and then eventually I I got tired, so I, I stopped looking. Uh, but it I, is a topic. Watching, uh... huh? <laughs> no, I'm saying that it is a topic I would like to discuss one day. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, so I've always we been mix it up with, We could mix it up with a little bit of mermaid because I was watching videos on mermaids. Mm-hmm. It was showing like yeah, the, the mermaids that, that were found, videos that, that were shot from afar, the, the fin flapping. Uh, they found, um, I think it was a mummified um, Little Mermaid. Most of them you can see it's just fake. You yeah. know, it's like that documentary. I don't know if you ever got to see that documentary about um, these, I guess these scientists, they were in a little sub and out of the blue, you can see a mermaid just put the hand on the glass and swim by. Damn it. See, with technology, <clears throat> with technology, como que you can't you can't believe everything. I, yeah, exactly. like, oh, if you take a picture, like it must be true. But yeah. ahora with technology, like, yeah, like, yeah, it's hard. We got the technology. We got the technology to prove a lot of stuff. But that same technology Can is the one that's used to make things up. Yeah. So yeah. you know, anything nowadays can be edited. <laughs> yeah. So I know that they also discovered, and I saw this yesterday. I'm looking it up here so I can. Uh, oh, here it is. So they found the fossilized dinosaur embryo. Exactly. Ooh. That's what I heard. Let me save this picture so I can show our viewers. How true is that? What it looks like. Well, it's actually on like credible uh, sources. Let me see. Like CBS News, it's actually oh, like wow. a news. It's not like yeah, like, one of those know, rinky dink fake news. Uh, you know, weird stuff. Dot UK. No, none of that. It's just like <laughs> a real, real website. Why, Why UK? Because I don't know. Usually these long ass Why does web it have addresses to be UK? with these fake news and like these weird shit. It's always like dot UK something. And I'm like, what is that? Like, that's not even. And then you see people go on Facebook and they just start sharing it. Like, like it's a fact. Like, oh, look what I found. (laughs) No, look at the source, man. So, uh, yeah, they found that. Yes, that's very intriguing because I do believe 
we're already at the stage where we have the technology to bring yeah. dinosaurs back. Should Jurassic Park. If we if we yeah. if we decide to. I, I truly believe that. Like yeah, the so do I. There. But I don't think that's well, my opinion, I don't think it would be a good idea. I don't know, man. I I think and I've I've always thought this even when I saw the movies, I always said like I understand the curiosity behind it. I understand how it sounds like a cool idea to be like, yo, that that'd be awesome, right? Again. To have to have big lizards eat us. But as I'm saying, I understand the 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 thought process behind it. Do I think it's a good idea? No. Would I like to see it? Yeah. Like but charts. I understand it's not a good. We we've seen how the movies play out. Yeah, well, no. it's not always the same. <laughs> but uh, knowing knowing humanity, uh, yeah, it's a good possibility. It's a good, yeah. trying to create something. You know, humans always look for a way to you know ruin shit. Yeah, but anyway, so we well, were talking before we started recording. You were talking about what is it, Grim Cuddy? Yeah, Grim Cuddy. I just bumped into that. It was I actually bumped into it by mistake because I was looking for another movie, and it just came up on a file. So I said, "No, fuck it. Let me just keep watching it." And it just caught my, you know, it caught my eye. It was interesting because it was about, you know, you know, these kids nowadays they're all like addicted to their phones and to their uh, laptops and whatnot. Yes. And it get it got to the point where I don't know if you ever saw it. Uh, back in the well, not that. Not that long ago, they had this kind of ugly ass face that they would put up on, on um, I guess on, on YouTube, TikTok, TikTok and whatnot. It's what like, was that? It was the. I don't remember the something. name. I I remember I did. I had a Spanish pot uh, a Spanish podcast, and we did an episode on that. Oh my god! I'm what trying, was the name of that? Uh, I can't Momo. remember the was name. It Momo, Momo. Yes, Momo. Okay, well, it's sort of something like that. It's just some weird creature, and it just made these kids, for some reason, made them cut themselves, commit suicide, and whatnot. Parents were, like, so upset. I love how Charles is smiling while you're saying all this. (laughs) (laughs) The parents were so upset, you know, because they're like, yo, you know, these kids are so addicted to their phones, and they're listening to everything that they say or they do on, on the websites that they're doing it to themselves. But the whole thing is, it's not exactly like that. You know, if I, I don't want to give it away. Oh, go ahead. You know? give it away. I don't think it's a so, movie many people have watched, but <laughs> it's interesting so far. It is. It was interesting. It's still the fact that the thing that caught my, my eye was the fact the addiction. But that creature would come out in life. But it wasn't because of the kids. You know, it was because of the parents, because they worry more than what the kids were. Understand? I don't know. I guess they're. So what were um, the parents worried about? That they were cutting themselves. They all. They all thought that all that they read and saw was making them do all these um self-inflicted wounds or these suicides, but it wasn't. It was the creature itself. When they would see whatever it is that they were seeing on the internet, it would come to life. That creature is the one that cuts them. But when the parents sees them, they see them cutting themselves. They don't see the monster. Exactly. 
but who's creating the creature is the parents. It's just weird. You so know, you see, you see how there's like a, a, a hidden agenda behind that. Mm -hmm. Let's dissect this. Hold up. <laughs> Let's see. If we if we so, on the same. I thing. mean, think about it. The whole device addiction, that shit is real. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Totally agree. That shit is one million percent real. Right. Yep. When I was in college, I actually wrote a paper on this. And um, I wrote about how addiction, right? I mean, kids are so addicted to this, to these devices, to these images, to these stimulants, to visual stimulants since they're babies. Because nowadays mm -hmm. you see parents, they don't want to take care of their kids. They just go, <laughs> here, be quiet. All right. So these kids, yeah. ever since they're in their strollers, since they're months old. Oh, here, watch a blippy or bluey or whatever the fuck right they, they already know they already know where to head yeah the skip tablet an ipad a, a phone yeah the skip that button yeah i'm trying to address this without sounding like an old person because that's that's the excuse now oh is that is that you, you you're guys a are boomer. old you're a boomer. yeah you're a boom you, you don't know what you're talking about kids <laughs> grew up with this yes of course do kids I'm grow gonna, up knowing more ready. about technology? Of downstairs. course. Is that a good thing? Of course. So now, when you're letting devices raise your kid, and I'm, I'm very passionate about this topic because it, it really bothers me. <laughs> but when you let devices raise your kids, don't be surprised when all of a sudden, because notice the patterns. This is what I always tell everybody. Look at the patterns. All of a sudden, you see Oh, my daughter goes to school. She's having trouble paying attention, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, my son is going to school. He's having trouble listening or following directions or getting engaged right. in class because they get bored, right? True. And it's quickly to, you know, they quickly take them to a doctor and the doctor slaps a label on them. Oh, they have ADD or they have ADHD, right? Mm hmm. But again, I'm not a doctor. I know dick about this. I'm just telling you what I see. We, we gotta say nothing. the phrase. We gotta say the we, phrase. We know nothing. We know dick. You know, we I'm know just. Dick. You gotta see. I mean, just look at the patterns. Look at the patterns. So yeah. you see these kids, they grow up around this, and this you can't listen. Kids don't know what it is to be bored anymore. Nope. Back then, it's like you're bored. I'm sorry. Figure it out. Use your imagination. Read a book. They don't do that anymore. Why? Yeah. Listen, I've I've seen kids and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not joking. 100 percent serious. I've seen kids that I've given them a, I've given them a jump rope. They don't know what to do with that. Sad. They don't know how to play with it. They just Make start whipping it around. They start whipping it around. They don't know what a jump rope is. So you see these kids watching these shows, these YouTube Video and listen, I love technology. I think YouTube yeah. is such a great tool for so many things. I think then technology is is amazing, but it's all about knowing how to anything in access is is harmful to us, right? Mm -hmm. So you see these kids watching these like YouTube shows, and sometimes they're dressed as characters for kids, and parents think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, they're watching whatever this YouTuber and they're talking about, I don't know, cartoons or whatever.
But if you truly sat down and watch what they're watching, you'd understand why these kids, their whole thoughts are being like distorted somewhat. And I'm not saying just in case I'm not saying that social media and YouTube and all this technology ruins kids. That's not what I'm saying at all. Again, there's tons of great tools out there, great shows, great content that they can watch, that can teach them and they can learn. But there's also tons of destructive information out there that they're so easily exposed to. Yes. And it still all goes back to the parents. So it's our job as parents to closely monitor what are they consuming? Because you see parents sell you. It's like, oh, I don't, would you let your kids talk to random strangers in the street? Of course not. Would you let random strangers raise your children, take care of them? Oh, quickly, everybody says, oh, no. But that's what you're doing when you're not supervising what they're watching. Somebody else out there around the world that probably does not have good intentions towards kids is teaching them and you're letting them learn from them. The movie by what you described mm-hmm. kind of makes you think what I was just saying, right? How technology or content or whatever it is influences kids. But then the movie switches it around and yeah. it goes, it goes towards the other narrative. It's not the content. It's the parents. It's the parents worrying. Mm-hmm. So basically, the parents are worrying for nothing. Well, yeah, basically. That's because what the message is. Yeah. Boom! They, they hit him again. <laughs> oh, they, they, that's basically what it is. They're the ones causing it, you know? And it they just over... Well, the, the way they make it sound is like they're overreacting. You know, yes. I get yeah. it. You got to worry about what they're watching. But don't overreact to everything that they're watching. That's the narrative. So there you go. You got the two sides. You believe what you want. If you're for technology, listen, more power to you. Yeah. If but- you believe that it's, you know, content can't hurt your kids. Believe that. If you believe it doesn't, then let your kids rock yeah, and watch whatever they want. The way they, they, the way they do a couple of things there, it's not correct because... If you're being followed, the way they make it sound or look is that if you're being followed and you know what's causing it, what are you supposed to do? You got to either stop your parents. So how they do it, they kill their parents. Oh, shit. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's why. That's the the agenda. Yeah. (laughs) That's the narrative, man. Now with the and listen, I again I have to repeat this because I know there's plenty of people out there that are super sensitive and get upset when you say something that they don't agree with. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But that's the truth. Listen, when it comes to parenting, you're gonna choose whatever parenting style you think is best. What I say is you're gonna choose whatever parenting you want and whatever you think is correct. But then you shouldn't complain about when you see things going completely wrong. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody goes through hardship. But I mean, let's look at the patterns of what causes certain behaviors. And we've talked about this when we talk about serial killers. We've seen people that have grown up being mistreated and abused 
and they turn out to be serial killers. We've seen people that have been mistreated and abused and are fine, right? They're upstanding citizens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess do whatever you feel is right for you, but you will reap what you sow. That's, That's so my true. message. Grim Cuddy. It sounds like grim sex. Because Cuddy is another, it's a slang word for uh, bucking. I'm buck <laughs> and I'm here to fuck. I'm here to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that was uh, Grim Cutting. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so, all right. Today's case, we're talking about a serial killer from my hometown, New York City. Yep. Even though he did live in Jersey, he lived here in New York. He was actually born here, if I'm not mistaken. So who are we talking about? We are talking about Mr. Richard Cottingham. Richard Cottingham. I, I every time I hear that, I think of happy days. Richard Cottingham, why? Because it's uh, Richie Cunningham. Oh. Every time I hear it, I just think about that. I just hear that song playing in my head. The happy Richard. day the happy days theme song. I wonder if they call them Dick, right? Dick Cottingham. <laughs> well, yeah, because Rick, everybody who's well, not everybody, yeah, well, people who are named was, Richard, their you know, nickname I, is Dick. I was actually having that sort of conversation with my son-in-law because he has a he has a boss that they call him Dick. So I said, "Was it Richard?" No, they just call him Dick. Oh, well, yeah, people that are named Richard call him Dick. People that are named like William, they call them Bill. I don't even um, remember on the story. I, I would why. understand Will, but Bill, really? Yeah, they usually call him Bill. Um, it's like me; they would so they would call me Charles, and yet Charles is right across from me. Yeah, Charles. <laughs> Charles. All right. Charles in charge. Okay, so uh, let's dig into Richard Cottingham. So, believe it or not, I never heard of this person. Neither and apparently, there's a documentary on Netflix that is called, let me see, I think I have the name here, it's on Criminal Minds. And there's a special on Netflix, I don't, yeah, Criminal Minds. Oh, and on Serial Killer also. Mm-hmm. I never heard of him. The reason why he came up in our radar is because of the recent developments on this serial killer, right? So Richard Cunningham, they called him the Times Square killer, right? Yeah, Times Square killer and also the Torso killer. And they also called him the Torso killer. He was a serial rapist and abductor and ephibolic serial killer. I don't know what ephibolic means, but. Let's see if it shows me here what it means. A, a, a feeble file. A feeble file. And a feeble file, feeble file is a person who prime who is primarily attracted to mid to late or post adolescence or boys and girls who have gone through puberty and have advanced signs of adult sexual maturation. So you know, well, I didn't know with all these complicated uh, words just yeah. to... Generally, this means teenagers between 15 and 19 years old. Oh, tweens. 
Yeah. Yeah, tween. Though it may Tweens. depend on the teenager's puberty status. So I guess what he liked was the whole being young but looking developed, right? Yeah, like at that point developing so yeah, that's weird. I've never heard of that word. You know, every 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 case a we've feeble, heard and spoken about is weird. Ephibolic of aphibolic serial killer. It's crazy. And a feeble file. I've never heard of that. Oh. The more you know. All right. Boy, Going is half the battle. So let's dig into uh this gem's background. Cunningham was born in Bronx, New York, in 1946, but his family moved to New Jersey when he was 12. He had two younger siblings. His father worked for an insurance company and his mother was a homemaker. His childhood was fairly normal. When his family moved to New Jersey, he entered seventh grade at St. Andrews where he had trouble making friends since he was new to the area. Because he had poor eyesight, he wasn't good at sports. In high school, where he fit in better, he joined the track team because it allowed him time alone. He was a loner, a rebel. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. I'm a loner, daddy. A rebel. Yeah, but track team, track team, you're never alone. I don't know, I guess practicing you by yourself? I don't know. Stay behind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So after graduating, he found work as a computer operator at the insurance company where his father worked and also took computer classes. When he was 20, Cottingham got a job at the Blue, at the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association as a computer operator. So, so far, we're up to his 20s. He seems to have had a normal childhood. Moving, everybody moves. I mean, most people move. I moved when I was 10 years old, and we move across the ocean to a small island called Puerto Rico. But yeah, by time uh, as a computer operator. In 1967, he was age 21. Cottingham committed his first murder. He fatally strangled a 29-year-old woman named Nancy Vogel, a crime he didn't confess to until 2010. Damn it, this was in 1967. Mm -hmm. Confessed in 2010. In 1969, he was convicted of drunken driving and was sentenced to a $50 fine and 10 days in jail. At the age of 23, he married. In 1972, he was charged with robbery and sexual assault, but the case was dismissed. During his serial killing years, Cottingham had at least two affairs. In 1979, that's when yours truly was born, his Mm -hmm. wife filed for divorce. For some reason, she withdrew it after his arrest and moved to Poughkeepsie with their children. So before Ooh, I told it, him, it, it's crazy how these people can have doble vida. And, yeah, you know, and you're and you're a killer, but at the same time you live like yeah, that's, I think that's the most insane yeah. thing. Yes, 
when you see that these people live these normal lives and then they have this totally twisted other life. Yes. <laughs> that sounds more fetish. You think so? Something that they just like to do. I don't know because <laughs> if they if they never lived a a you know a traumatic life which is what most of the time all these serial the serial killers you know cause them to kill well if he had a normal life like, this is just a fetish then yeah so uh, para que tuviera otra vez al punto de if you are born evil or are you made evil yeah it all boils down to that question so again, after 14 episodes of the grim fix podcast what do you think? Do you think you are born evil? Or do you think you yeah, are we need we need some viewers to give us some comments, you know, to give us I guess their view, their side of the you know, point of view. American Horror Story Season 9, 1984. Okay. Uh-huh. The it boils down to the question. If you are born evil or are you made evil? El cantito cuando te enseñan este, that she thinks her dad is having the affair and then she goes to the house and then she finds the dead lady tied up to the bed and the dad was a serial killer and she didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And then okay. he goes like, oh, it's like a hunger and I, I need to feed it. And then he ends up killing himself like, you know, and she goes like, no, this is not you. Like, you know, this is not my dad. You're not like this. And so literally he had a double life. But at the same time, but at the other he will kill women. Exactly. Like, it's crazy. But that's you why know, I like the show Dexter. The, uh-huh. the show Dexter. Dexter. I, mean, I can't believe you guys haven't watched that. But the show Dexter. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did. Watch it. I oh, did. Okay. So the show Dexter, that's what it's about. Like his inner yeah. cravings to kill. Something he can't control. He is a psychopath. And he just can't control it. He just finds ways to satisfy that need he has in the most decent way he knows how. So I need to kill people, but instead of killing random innocent people, I'm only going to kill people that deserve to die. So again, would you applaud that? Yeah, man. Would you applaud that? (laughs) I think I I I would. I would. I want to say yes. Obviously, the answer is no. We shouldn't applaud that. We shouldn't uh, right encourage this type of behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. This is this is me trying to like sound politically correct. Right. If you want to say that. But to be honest, I I get it. Like something like that. I mean, I think we've all at one point or another have seen somebody do something very heinous, something crazy, something to someone that did not deserve that. And then you see them get away with it or something. Yeah. These are the type of people like you. You want to see some type of vengeance, some type of justice. With that being said. That's what I'm saying. I I can't say I agree because I I don't know, man. I mean, people do change somewhat, I guess. I want to believe that. But there are people that deserve justice and sometimes they don't get it. 
that's my opinion on that. Yeah. That's very much summarized. So, Charles, again, do you believe people are made evil or born evil? I think it's a mixture of both. My That's belief. my final answer. It's a mixture of both. You you can't just pick one side. It's a mixture of both. Yeah, but yeah. I think there's still a little bit of space in there too. If they're born evil, I still there's still some wiggle space for the parents to adjust them. You know, I'm I guess. I mean, I mean, we spoke about this last time. The whole nature yeah, versus nurture. Times. I I. And I and again, I, I keep believing I, I, I agree with Charles, like I think it's a mixture of both. I think a person who has that in them, I think it all depends on what do you feed in life. I think we all have potential for good and bad. And it whatever you feed will grow more. Mm-hmm. So if it's, you know, if you feed evil, you feed evil thoughts. If you feed, you know, evil deeds, then that's what you will reap what you sow. I mean, this is me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then I think the middle part is for people. Some people do have mental illness where they have no control over what takes over. I think that would be like the middle ground for me. And there are people who truly have mental health, like real mental health issues where they don't know what they're doing or they can't control it. They have no no control over their urges or themselves. But then there are people that do and they just choose to do just disgusting, horrifying acts. Again, this is just my opinion. I don't know shit. All right. I so don't know shit either. <laughs> All right. So as a computer operator in 1967, age 21, Cunningham coming in his first murder. Okay, read that. Federally strangling 29-year-old woman named Nancy Vogel. A crime he didn't commit. Okay, he confessed to in 2010. In 1960s, okay, I read this also. Okay, at the age of 23, he married. He was charged with robbery and sexual assault. Assault. But the case was dismissed. During his serial killing years, Cunningham had at least two affairs, which we read. In 1975, his wife filed for divorce. For some reason, she withdrew it after her arrest and moved to Poughkeepsie with her children. That's intriguing to me. Like, why would you? I've never heard of somebody withdrawing their divorce. Hmm. Okay. Maybe he threatened her. Well, but she only withdrew it after his arrest. So he wasn't around. And then she moved away. Hmm. Don't, don't. Yep. All right. So from 1967 to 1980, Cottingham is known to have killed nine females and attempted to kill an additional four. Before we continue, just in case, I am reading an article from criminalminds.fandom.com. I did not uh, find the writer, but I'm giving credit to the website because I don't know who wrote it. But yes, criminalminds.fandom.com. Okay, so Cunningham is known to have killed nine females and attempted to kill an additional four. Though he has claimed to have killed as many as 100. On the night of December 15, 
He abducted a 26-year-old nurse named Marianne Carr from the parking lot near her apartment, took her to a motel, tortured, and killed her. In March the following year, Cunningham, using the alias John Schaefer, approached a woman named Karen Schlitt, right, in a bar. He drugged her and took her to an unknown location. He raped her and left her for dead in a sewer near an apartment complex. Because she was found by a hotel employee, she survived, but couldn't remember much useful information about the assault. So the case went cold until Cottingham's arrest. In October, he drugged, sexually assaulted, and tried to kill a prostitute named Susan Geiger who also survived. In the beginning of December of 1979, Cottingham solicited a pair of prostitutes, took them to the Travel Lodge Motor Inn in New York, spent the night torturing, killing, and mutilating both of them, removing their heads and hands and taking them with him. Crazy. And then he set the room and the bodies on fire. They were found when the staff saw smoke coming from under the door. Only one of the victims, Dita Gazzari, was identified. The identity of the other remains unknown, though she is estimated to have been in her late teens. All right, so now we're going to move forward to 1980. In 1980, Cottingham attacked four women with less in within less than three weeks. The first, Valerie Ann Street, was killed in a motel room and burned like the previous two victims. The next, Pamela Weissenfield, mm-hmm. survived her attack. On May 15, the burned body of Ann Rayner was found in a hotel room in Manhattan South. She was also burned. But Cottingham didn't remove her head or hands. For Instead, a second, they, huh? Is it Ann Rayner or Jean Rayner? I have Ann Rayner. I have over here Jean Rayner, twenty-five year old. Well, Ann Rayner. So this is Ann Rayner here. So she was burned, but Cottingham did not remove her head and hands. Instead, he cut off her breasts. Mm-hmm. On May twenty-second, he solicited a prostitute named Leslie Ann Odell and took her to the Quality Inn Motel in Hashbrook Heights, the same motel to which he had taken Valerie Ann, Valerie Ann Street and killed her. Okay. While he was torturing Odell, security staff heard her screams and called the police. When Cunningham tried to run, he was caught by them and arrested. Among his possessions, they found handcuffs, an open roll of duct tape, leather S&M gear, a toy gun, a knife, and the drug he had used to incapacitate his victims. During interrogation, Cunningham claimed to have paid Odell $180 for sex and that everything he did to her had been consensual. Further investigation connected him to more crimes. His fingerprint 
was found on a pair of handcuffs found on Valerie Ann Street's crime scene. When the police searched his home, they found mountains of evidence linking him to other murders, such as the key to Marianne Carr's apartment, a toy koala bear and a bear and a pair of earrings that had belonged to Valerie Ann Street and jewelry belonging to Dita Gazzari and Ann Rayner. His handwriting also linked him to the motel rooms he had rented and committed the killings inside. The following year, Cunningham was found guilty of 15 of the 20 counts for which he was charged. Over the next three years, he was put on trial for his additional murders and attempted murders. During the proceedings, he attempted suicide twice. In total, he was convicted of five murders. <coughs> he, confessed, he confessed to Nancy Vogel's murder many years later and sentenced to hundreds of years in prison. A sentence he is still serving. In 2020, he confessed to three more murders. So this guy is like a, a box of surprises. huh? So he committed all these murders, right? He was convicted for a few of them. All right, it says here, what, 15? No? And then it says, well, he was convicted of five. Yeah, he was convicted uh, guilty of 15 out of the 20. And then he was put on trial to demur the proceedings. Total, he was convicted. So he was convicted. He was put on trial for 15 and convicted of five. And then he confessed to Nancy Vogel. So that was six. And sentenced to hundreds of years. Okay. Uh-huh. And then 2020, he confessed to three more. So in 2020, he confessed to, to three more. And then the other day, uh, five and more. The other day, what, last week, he confessed to like four more. All right. So let's go into his modus operandi before we go into his victims, known victims, right? And then we'll talk about like the whole update. All right. Cunningham targeted petite blondes in their late teens to mid 20s and most often prostitutes. He would solicit them somehow, drug them by spiking their drinks with two now, which is a date, which is a date drug used. Before Rohypno <laughs> became available. Okay. In bars, and then he'd take them somewhere secluded, usually to a motel, where he would blind them, gag them with duct tape, brutally rape, torture, and stab them before killing them by strangling them with a ligature. Presumably, to make identification harder, he would sometimes cut off their heads and hands and take parts with him. Among his known methods of torture were severely biting and scratching their nipples. Jeez. Cutting around the breast and threatening them with a toy gun and leaving it within their reach so they would try to grab it only to discover that it was fake. (laughs) That is so cool. That is so cruel. Fucking guy, man. <laughs> I got my way out. I got my way out. Take this, motherfucker. <laughs> click, click, click. Bam. Bam. Yeah, like the little flag comes out. Bam. Yes. Bang. <laughs> Jeez, man. That's fucked up. 
Okay, so he would also make his victims call him master. He took trophies such as jewelry and other personal belongings after the crimes. He went to great lengths to cover them up, sometimes hiding the bodies in secluded locations or even setting them and the room they were in on fire. Yo, these people are really full of themselves, man. Why all these guys that kill want people to call them master? Well, they say that, I mean, obviously these professionals in the, you know, forensics and all this shit, that's how they know usually when it's like a, a crime of passion. Um, Like they try to figure out the serial killers. And and sometimes they say that most of them, well, not most of them, but some of them, it's all about causing fear, feeling superior to the other person, like having total control over them or humiliating them. Well, yeah. And I guess that's that's part of it. Like that's why most of these sick fucks they usually target women. They see them as the weaker species. I'm not saying that I agree with that, just in case. But that's how most of these people see it. They see the woman as a weaker species. You know, I can humiliate. I can control them easier. I have power over them. Yeah. You never seen these guys uh, rape or, well, maybe there is or there isn't. I'm not sure. But um, kidnap or try to strangle some buffed up woman. Some big buff dude, right? A big, a big ass woman <laughs> with big ass muscles. And, and no. You don't see none of that shit. Nah, they usually aim for like these petite <coughs> women. Yeah, little little young. women, you know. So me acuerdo la película Red Sparrow. Te llegaron a Red Sparrow. Yeah, I saw it. Tú te acuerdas the scene where she's in the shower and this dude tries to rape her, and then como que la lo último lo los ponen ahí, and she goes like she gets naked and she goes like hey like okay. Here, take me. And then <laughs> yeah. he, he couldn't he couldn't get it up because it's 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 the you know feeling that 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 superior that the control that they it's, feel it's... that they have. Yeah. When they give in, they're like, go ahead, take it. It's like, oh well, I don't want it no more. I don't want it no more. Yeah. Ew. Ew. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> his known victim. <laughs> Right, according to this known article. victims, known victims, yes. October 28, 1967, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. It was Nancy Schiava Vogel, 29. She died strangled. They all were July 17, 1968, Midland Park, New Jersey. Jacqueline Jackie Harp, she was 13. That's so That's wrong. Crazy. It's wrong any age, but damn, you know, when you go that yeah. far. I think she was the one that he caught her, I think, coming home from school or something. April wow. 7. April 7, Saddle, Saddle River, New Jersey. Irene Blaze, 18, mm -hmm. strangled. Mm -hmm. July 14, Emerson, New Jersey. Denise Falaska, 15, Look strangled. At that. August 9, 1974, Vale, New Jersey, Lorraine Marie Kelly and Mary Ann Pryor both were raped, tortured by burning, and drowned. Lorraine Marie Kelly, 17, and Mary Ann Pryor, 16. Wow. 
December 15 through 16, 1977, Bergen County, New Jersey, Marianne Carr, 26. She was raped, tortured, beaten, and fatally strangled. 1978. So he took, oh no, okay. I was going to say he took a four year break. No, but between 1974 and 1977, he took a three year break. Okay. 1978. March. 22nd to 23, New York City, New York. Karen Schilt, 22, attempted rape and left for dead in a sewer, but she was rescued. October 10, Hackensack, New Jersey. Susan Geiger, 19, raped and attempted to kill, was pregnant at the time. Wow. Wow, that's two at one, two in one shot. December 1st through 2nd, 1979, New York City, New York, the Travel Lodge Motor Inn killings. Both were raped, tortured, fatally strangled, burned, and had their heads and hands cut off post-mortem. And that was Dita Gazzari, 22, and an un- unidentified victim, which they presume was 16. 1980, May 5th, Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, Valerie Ann Street, 19. He bit and cut her breasts. He bit and cut her breasts, beaten and fatally strangled. May 12, Teaneck, New Jersey. Pamela Weisenfield attempted to kill. So he, he bit repeatedly and she was beaten. But she survived, I guess. May 15, New York City, New York. Jean Reiner. 25. Told you. So there was, wait, okay, and she, yeah, here says Jean Reiner. Um, she was raped repeatedly, stabbed, tortured, fatally strangled, burned, removed both of her breasts post-mortem. May 27, Hasbrook Heights, also. New Jersey, Leslie Ann O'Dell, 18, attempted, beaten, raped, sodomized, non-fatally slashed with a knife, bit her breast, and tortured. Jeez. So, yeah, then they talk about here, like, the TV shows and whatnot, where he's uh, making an appearance, apparently. So, after all of this, all of these murders, my wife asks the question that I also ask and I don't understand why is this person still alive? Is it justice fault? Like I don't I don't why why are we why why are my tax dollars paying for this piece of shit to to eat every day? Have food, mm-hmm. water, Shower. I think he, there's there's some people that have done less than that, and they've gotten the chair, the gas chamber, whatever it is that they give them nowadays. I truly, I, 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 I always try to understand this. Like, he's been in jail. What? So this was like in the '80s. Was his last victim, right? The '80s. Yeah. So he was caught. Did we read? Does it say exactly what year he got caught? Maybe in 1980. I think. Let's see. Anyway, let's say he was caught in 1980s. 
1981. Look at that. 1981. That's 41 years that we've been keeping this person alive. And mind you, he keeps adding more people because after he got caught in 2020, he confessed to three more murders, right? So what, what is he getting out of it by confessing? I don't know. They just man. keep what elongating his life there. It's like, oh, but that's why at this point, this. at this point, I think is I think is this article article that I'm going to read now. I think that it's basically at this point, they're not even adding more time. Like it's it's a waste of time. And you're going to go to trial or whatever for this. You're wasting people's time yeah, and money. True, he already confessed. Why would you go to trial? If but he what is like, he getting out of it? What is he getting? Is he's getting some comfort in in the prison? Is he avoiding uh, getting the the gas chamber, you know, executed? I don't know. Maybe. I know that he, he has said in one of the inf articles I read, he has said that his goal was to surpass 100 murders. He keeps adding at this point, some of these like investigators and they don't even believe all that he's saying now, because at this point he can say whatever there is. Actually, we we spoke about a case about the Long Island serial killer. Mm -hmm. This is the episode I did by myself. And I think they're saying that I don't know how this would be connected, but I think that one of the bodies that they have found. They don't know how old. That body wasn't wait. So I I don't I don't know if I'm re I'm, I'm mixing it up, but I I read somewhere that I guess one of the bodies that they found that hasn't been identified, they don't know how long that was in Long Island in the beach in Long Island. It it could have been years ago, could have been in the eighties, could have been in the seventies. True. They're saying that he could have had to do with some of those, not all of them, because. Some of those are like, you know, recent years. So. According to. Wait, this is Fox News. I didn't want to read Fox News. I wanted to read the Daily News. So the Daily News, right, uh, written by Rebecca White and Graham Raymond. New York Daily News. This was on December 5th, 2022, two days ago. As of the recording of this podcast says here a convicted serial killer known as the Times Square killer whose savage string of sexually charged murders stretched from New Jersey to Manhattan for nearly 15 years confessed on Monday to the half century old homicides of five women on Long Island. Richard okay. Cottingham, who is now 76, who is also known as the, quote, torso killer, end quote, is already serving time in New Jersey State Prison in Trenton for 11 homicides committed between 1967 and 1980. Right. So here we'll see in the picture, right, he is dressed in a medical gown and he appeared via video in Nassau County Supreme Court from a prison hospital ward and pleaded guilty to the 1968 murder of dance teacher Diane Cusick. Mm -hmm. He also admitted to killing four other women in 1972 
in 1973. Quote, you did this to her. End quote. Cusick's brother, Jim Martin, yelled at Cottingham's image on the TV screen during the hearing in Miliola. He turned our lives upside down. End quote. Quote, my dad carried her body not knowing if she was alive or dead. End quote. Martin added. Can you imagine? Offered a chance to speak to the victim's families during the hearing. See, so they did do a hearing. Yeah. Cunningham flatly refused, saying only, quote, no. End quote. Cusick, 23, disappeared outside the Green Acres Mall in Valley Stream after going there to buy dance shoes. Cottingham was linked through DNA to Cusick's murder and charged this past June. Nassau authorities say he sexually assaulted her and strangled her in a parked car on February 16, 1968. Cusick's father found her body in the backseat of her car. Her mouth was covered with an adhesive band and her hands were tied together, authorities said. Investigators previously said Cunningham pretended to be a police officer or mall security and accused Cusick of shoplifting before he strangled her. Cusick's daughter, Darlene Altman, shook and cried at the hearing. Quote, The day Mr. Cunningham murdered my mother, the lives of all those who loved her forever changed. End quote. Quote, I will never know what my life would would or could have been had this tragedy not occurred. End quote. Additionally, Cottingham admitted Monday to the strangulation of 21-year-old Mary Beth Hines, whose body was thrown from the Peninsula Boulevard bridge in Rockville Center and found floating face down in a muddy creek on May 10, 1972. He also admitted to strangling Laverne Moy, whose body was tossed from the same bridge on July 20, 1972. A boy found the body in the creek. Moy was 23, was from St. Alban, Queens, and had two children. Quote, there's been some dark days behind us, but today the sun shines brightly because justice has been served. End quote. Her son, John Moy, said Monday, holding a photo of his mom. Cunningham also confessed to killing Sheila Hyman. Heyman. Heyman, yeah. 33. <laughs> a mother of three who was found stabbed and bludgeoned to death on the bathroom floor of her North Woodmore home in July, 1973. See, this case is fucked up. I mean, they're all fucked up, but this one, her husband discovered her body after returning from a trip to the store. Authorities said her throat was cut and she had stab wounds on her head and a broken jaw. Heyman's daughter, Randy Childs said, the suspicion that fell on her father after her mother's murder wore on the family. So not only this guy kills, right? This guy's wife goes to the store, comes back, find his wife's dead. But apparently, I mean, he became a suspect, which is normal, but it's fucked up that you have to grieve your wife and also deal with being a suspect when you're totally innocent. Yep. Quote, my brothers and I learned early in life that the world can be dark and dangerous, a dangerous place, and there are people who can inflict harm on us 
even in the perceived safety of our own homes, she said. Cunningham also admitted to strangling Marita Emerita Rosado, Nieves. Super Hispanic. Totally Hispanic. Yeah. <laughs> 18. <laughs> she was 18. Two days after Christmas in 1973, her body was found covered in plastic bags and wrapped in a gray blanket near a bus stop on Ocean Parkway by Jones Beach. He was sentenced Monday to 25 years to life in prison for the Cusick murder. They're just adding to the hundreds, I guess. Quote, there are no words to describe how evil you are. End quote. Justin Karen Fink said from the bench. Under the plea agreement, he won't be prosecuted for the other four killings because he is already in prison for life for the prior murders. Quote, Serial killer Richard Cunningham has called irreparable harm to so many people, end quote. Nassau District Attorney Ann Donnelly said, quote, he overpowered, assaulted, and brutally murdered the victims to satisfy his craven desires, end quote. In 2021, he pleaded guilty to, to the killings of two New Jersey teens in August 1974. He was already serving a life sentence in New Jersey. Toward the end of his years-long rampage, Cottingham killed and dismembered three prostitutes in Times Square and then set them on fire, earning the nicknames Torso Killer and Times Square Killer. Okay, we read everything else. It talks yeah. about his first victims and whatnot. So, so what he do we was killing, think of? He, he was killing because he wanted to kill. He wasn't bullied. Yeah. He wasn't, like, beaten like he was a douche he's douche so like and one of the articles that i read it says like you know how usually they have like patterns where you can like stay one step ahead of these people or you try to he was like all over the place it's like he was just doing it to to do the fun of it yeah i mean he killed them in similar ways but it's like yeah, you know. let me try this today. Let me try that today. Yeah, some of them. I mean, if you notice, there's a bunch of places in Jersey that he went to do that. Mm-hmm. New York, Times Square. Cutting off the breast, biting, scratching. Just know. because. Just because. And yeah. yet, like David said, they're using our tax dollars to keep that fat yeah, fuck. Man. Because I don't That's... want... That's the part I that don't obese get. dude, <laughs> you know, fuck. I check with his diabetes, <laughs> his meals. That's because you know, part. you know, they're giving them the best uh medical treatment that they can give in a in a prison. So if he has diabetes, he has his insulin, <laughs> and he's treat being treated well. So uh, yeah, that's the shit that you gotta protect these people's rights. Mind you, they violated a bunch of people. Exactly. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a bunch. Like, it's hard for me to comprehend why this is a thing. Why do we have people that are searching to get Medicaid, to get health insurance? They get denied. Yet you have parasites like this guy getting treatment, getting this, making sure he's okay. Yep. And then cases like this, I really don't understand this either. 
when you see that they put them in jail, sometimes these people cannot be in general population because they will get killed or raped or murdered. And, you know, and they put them they put them secluded somewhere yeah. else. And Why? They're still living the life. Why? Like, why are we protecting you? Why do we care if you get raped? Why do we care if you get killed? Why? You didn't care when you raped these women, when you killed, mm -hmm. when you tortured. I'm telling you, I believe in eye for an eye. You raped, you killed, you tortured, you bit nipples, you scratched, you cut off titties. Let's you should do the, get the same, same thing. thing right back. You got to do the same thing. I guarantee you. Yep. A lot of these serial killers will start disappearing. We'll see less and less of them. A little dick in the ass, and that's it. We'll, we'll straight. You know, let them get raped. Who cares? I don't care. Let them get raped. Let them get beat. Let them get tortured. If you didn't want to be here, you shouldn't have put yourself here. Exactly. But you know what? They all think that they can get away with it. They never think of the consequences. They think, oh, I'm the smart one. Uh, I'll figure it out. Uh, I'll get away with it. Yeah, but probably that's why <clears throat> El también he's doing the thing that he's doing, you know, like por filtración diciendo, yeah, hey, that's, kill that's the idea, you know? Yeah, because they're going to protect him. They're going to like, no, let's have him here just in case he fesses up to another that, killing Exactly, or that's like, my point. That's what I was saying, you know. Is he giving every time, like, his time that is served gets close, he'll give, oh, I got three more victims. You understand? What is he getting out of it? Just giving three or four more victims later on. There's got to be something there. You, I guarantee you, if we would use my system, he wouldn't be confessing. No, of course not. My system is this. I don't believe in the death penalty either. We don't have to do death. Death is too easy for these people. Yeah. I would make sure I'm taking care of you. I will make sure you get medical help. I will make sure I'm keeping you well fed. I want you alive. You guys remember what Cersei did to the Dornish lady and her daughter when they poisoned her daughter? Don't remember. Because I forgot. So when yeah. Cersei knows that the Dornish woman, I forgot her name, was the one who poisoned her daughter with that lipstick that she kisses her. Remember uh -huh. that? Yes. Cersei uses the same poison on her daughter, right? But what does she do to the mom? She chains her in front of the daughter and tells her, you're going to watch your daughter die. And we're going to keep you alive. We're going to feed you. And if you don't eat, we'll force feed you because we want to keep you alive. You're going to suffer through this. That would be my system. I will keep you nice and fed, healthy, but I will let the wolves loose on you in jail. I'm not protecting you. I'm going to let your ass get beaten. I'm going to let your ass get raped literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you suffer your consequences for years to come. You will regret what you did over and over and over and over. You will plead for someone to kill you. You will look for a way to kill yourself. Yeah. That's what I would do.
And I guarantee you a lot of these silly crimes will start going away. People will think about it. So it's like, that's, holy shit. That's some medieval jail, shit. If I go to jail, <laughs> medieval bro, torture. That is, I'm going to get raped. I'm going to get beaten. I'm going to get stabbed. But then they're going to stitch me up to be better so I can go through it again. That would be my system. Especially for people like this that abused young women, helpless girls, 13-year-olds, 15-year-olds. Fuck you, man. You are getting raped so bad. I will schedule a, a, a gang rape for you weekly. I will pay people. Mandingos. <laughs> I'm telling you, I will pay people. I, no. All about his human rights. No, fuck his human rights. He didn't care for human rights. Oh, exactly. If he would have cared for human rights, he wouldn't have done what he did. And I'm sorry for all of you who are listening or watching and you might get offended too bad. I'm serious. Like when it comes to this, no, people like that need to suffer. Being in a room by yourself, reading books, that's not enough. No, Being protected not. from the pro uh, general population. Fat. You saw how fat he is, man. He's getting well fat. <laughs> that's what I'm, no, no, that's not suffering enough. You're just living your life. Okay, you lost your freedom. Okay. That's okay. You know, stuff like that is for like, you know, petty thieves and stuff like that where they lose their freedom. Okay, they might think about it. And But people like this, and especially you're confessed. We have DNA proof. There's no, there's no options here of, oh, maybe we have the wrong guy. We don't want to torture the wrong guy. No, no. We know we have the right guy. He's gladly admitting to more and more. Yeah, let me serve 40 years of beatings, <laughs> stabbings. Not beatings. even 40, man. Not even 40. I'm I think you. five years will be enough. You stop eating, <laughs> I'm going to force feed you. Force feed you and make you healthy again. You got cut. Oh, no, let me die. Nah, motherfucker, you, you living. I'm taking care of you. I'm going to make sure you better. Once you are better, I'll throw you right back in there so you can go right back through it again. <laughs> I will offer incentives to other inmates to be like, listen, you'll get special privileges if you do this to this person. I don't know. That's why I'm not a warden. I'm sorry. Nah, man. But it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's unjust, man, what these young women yeah. went through and then their families. Like some of these yeah. women had kids. Their kids have to grow up without a mom. You know, what about all that suffering? No, 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 no. That's just me, though. All right. So that has been Richard Cottingham. I don't know if they call him Dick or not, Dick. but Dick well, Cottingham. We could, we could call him Dick just for Dick. being one. Fuck that guy. Like, nah. Dick Cunningham. Well, I keep saying Cunningham. It's Cuttingham. Cutting, Cuttingham. I keep thinking about that Richard Cunningham. Ugh. I feel like I got all worked up in this episode. I'm sorry, people. I take this a little personal. Yes. <laughs> nah, man, when it comes to cases like this, like I don't, I don't even make jokes about it because it's like, oh god. It's oh, but we gotta crack some jokes, you know, even though it's not um yeah, using about, what happened. Yes, it's just like I saw, man. I was seeing like these uh the quarter princes. What is it that they call the 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 quarter princes that the people were showing up to, like mm -hmm. happening this week. And you see, like, this woman, like, the daughter, I think it's the daughter of, who was it? Uh, Justin Karen. I think it was, no, the first one that he, 
I think Cusick. Uh, yeah. And like the daughter, daughter of one of the victims and how she's saying like for 50 years, I've been holding on to this, waiting to see justice. Yeah. The, yeah, was... yeah, the daughter of Diane Cusick. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what it is for 50 years, bro. You don't know what happened exactly to your mom or who did it. And you always have that question for 50 fucking years. Nah, man. Yeah, she was four years old when they killed her mom. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. I want some tacos. Tacos? This dude tacos. always ends up saying he wants something to eat. I didn't even want <laughs> Yo, I cooked something that I That's already cooked. a trend, man. <laughs> I, I cooked something that I haven't cooked in years. What? White rice. And corned beef with French fries in it. Oh, oh. I made I made that not too long ago, but it wasn't French fries. I haven't made that but corn. in years, and I made it, and well, I made it yesterday, and we had like a leftovers, and I was gonna eat that, yes. and then I was like, ah, I ate frosted flakes for dinner. Uh, I made some macaronis with um with ground beef and some cheese in it. Dude, I miss your cooking, man. Huh? <laughs> I miss your cooking, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to man. eat when you when you come over here for a visit, at least. So anyway, uh, we want to hear your feedback. What do you think about this gem? I was gonna say Peter Cottingham. I don't know why. <laughs> Richard Cottingham. What do you think of this gem? I want to know. I want to hear. I want to read your comments. Yes, please leave me the comments. What do you think about this gem? If you have not done so, so far now is a good time to subscribe to the channel if you are listening thus far. Subscribe to the channel. Please like the video. Drop us a comment. Share with your friends. If you're listening to us via podcast, I ask that you follow the podcast. Drop a review. If you can comment, comment, and please, above all, share. Share it on all your social media. Share with all your friends. We want to hear your stories. I don't know. Like I said, paranormal stories, weird stories, scary stories, ghost stories, murder stories, whatever. Tell us how much you hate, you hate this douche. Urban urban or, legends. Or, I love urban legend stories. Oh, I fucking love them. They're the best. Yes. Or so, if you shat yourself. Or if you, <laughs> even if it's a cheesy joke, <laughs> yeah, like I wanna, I wanna. Well, he got it four days later, but he got it. If you got, yeah, if you got a joke, you know what? Send me a joke, man, so we can read some of these jokes. Something good. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys got like urban legends from wherever you are around the world, whatever state, whatever country, whatever part of the world you live in, and they have like these interesting urban legends, drop us a line at the Grim Fix Podcast at gmail dot com. Listen, you could be our next topics in one of these episodes, all right? So, all right, uh, this has been the Grim Fix Podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Till next time, please be safe. This is the Grim Fix Podcast. Peace. Peace, everyone. Peace.